This is The Art of Warcast, a podcast about card games and board games. Your hosts are Tobin Lopez, Carl Anderton, and Doug Keister. Memory lane and moving on. All right, welcome. I'm Tobin Lopez. I'm Carl Anderton. I'm Doug Keister. And I'm Jason Wallace. What are we up to today, Carl? Well, we're here, and that's the big news. I guess we just couldn't stay away from this. So we're back. COVID-19 is on its way to being not nearly as bad. And we're on our way to doing a podcast about various games, not just one that ends up getting cancelled, resulting in this change in our name and starting from scratch. We'll share our recent plays, <laughs> plans for the show, and any other bits we can think of. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, welcome, folks. So we have some, uh, no doubt, that there's well, hopefully there's some listeners from our time with L5R. And um, the, hopefully like, there are two or three of you that are left. Yeah, there might. <laughs> well, well, there's only maybe two or three listeners. I'm sure there's more people playing the game. The game is still coming out. So, you right. Know, no, no, no. We'll I'm, see. I'm sure there's more people playing it. I'm just saying we may only have like two or three yeah. listeners. Well, left. well, in that case, cool. there's only two reasons they're coming in. Right. Right. Which is sincere curiosity about what the hell we're doing next. Yeah. Right. Well, in which uh, case, thank you very much. Yeah. What are we up to now? Or morbid fascination with potentially irrelevant podcast about a game that <laughs> in is, which case, is soon ending you know. production. <laughs> or the listeners that just like to hear Tobin talk. That, oh, well, I guess there is that. I guess there is those. Oh, so and he, well you so if you're here to listen to, you know, three or four guys, you know, make asses of themselves on the internet, welcome. Yeah. Well, oh we're not God. on the internet. I'm on your phone. <laughs> I'm not on the internet. I'm on your phone. <laughs> I'm in your ears. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm this watching what, what you do. Yeah, no, I'm I'm usually you're with I'm me when kidding. I'm driving. <laughs> That's true. That's where this That's podcast true. is about with me. <laughs> you made that sound a lot creepier than it really should have been. He made that sound creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so any anyhow, whether what, for whatever reason you're listening to us now, welcome. Uh, we hope you enjoy the show. So. Uh, for those people who are maybe hearing us for the very first time, because we've kind of, we're we're gonna do something different. We'll get to that. Um, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves real quick. Let's start with Doug. Why don't you begin? Well, I'm a uh, my name is Doug. I'm a lifelong gamer. Uh, I like playing all sorts of games. Um, started out mostly role playing. Uh, got into card games in college and uh, with Magic the Gathering. And then have gotten, since, you know, graduating from college and moving to Colorado, I've gotten to other games, mostly thanks to Tobin. <laughs> <laughs> I like Keyforge a lot, although I haven't played it much in a year and a half. We're going to be saying that line a lot, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm really enjoying Rivals. I like Ashes. Really like Netrunner, so I might go back to that someday with the Nisei packs. We'll see. Who knows? <laughs> Depends on if, there, if there's a community that around here in the Denver area, which I don't know if there is anything anymore. Yeah, yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, so that's those are my current interests. Uh, also, Dungeons & Dragons and Vampire 5th Edition and, st- you know, stuff like that. RPG guy. Yep. Carl, oh, yeah. what about you? Oh, me. I guess these days I technically count as the industry guy. Uh, my name's Carl. I originally worked for Games Workshop back in the late 90s, and since then, across the years, I've done various jobs mixed in with them selling board games and card games to people. Um, my first major LCG would have been Netrunner, the uh, Android Netrunner, not so far back in the day, not quite as far back in the day as Tobin played Netrunner. Yeah. And since then have been directly involved in either playing games, talking about them, playtesting, and um, nearly, a, nearly a decade on the front lines doing uh, board game retail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, I, and I'm Tobin. Um, I'm Tobin Lopez. I, I've been playing games. I'm older than the rest of these warts here. These By uh, what, three oh, years? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to be 44 this year, dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm 50. I'm going to be 50 in six months. So, <laughs> so anyhow, I will have Ooh, gra- six like, whole years. <laughs> well, six. So, well, not not. It's not a big deal. Um, I do know, I do play games with people who graduate who were born the year I graduate from college. So that's an interesting tidbit. <laughs> anyhow, so I'm the old man of the group. I, I've been playing or playing games i discovered with magic the gathering um uh with i think it was antiquities in 95 the it wasn't wasn't it was the one after antiquities or uh what is it dark age i think the dark, dark age or the dark there it is the yeah, dark. dark um so w- that was the set that came out when i was playing i stopped playing magic a long time ago uh with i think ice age was the last one i played 
Anyways, I, I played Net, the original Netrunner. I played the original Jihad, which then became Vampire the Eternal Struggle. Uh, I played, we played all kinds of stuff. There was a Brahm-centric game. There was, you know, all kinds of stuff. Anyhow. Brahm the artist, you mean? Yeah, he did these, like, l- extra long. Um, oh, um, I played that. Yeah. Angelic, um, it's like angels and fallen angels. Heresy. Heresy, yeah. is that what it, yeah. It's or called, heretics or heresy, yeah. It's called, like, heresy, and there was some... I forget what the the subtitle of it was, but yeah. it was, uh, yeah. They were they were tarot sized cards. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was and very beautiful art. It was oh god, it was amazing. Yeah, loved that CCG, and then it died in like I don't know, very nine quickly. months. Like, well, that was like that was the era of well, look at what Magic is doing. They've discovered this whole new genre of game, um, and everybody put out something. I mean, there was there was a card like there was a card game coming out probably once a once a week or once every couple of couple of weeks for a time there, just trying to make a fast buck. Um, so I, you know, I I played the original Netrunner. I have the quote unquote acclaim of being the first Netrunner world champion in 1998. We played over um, IRC. I was gonna say, yeah, that yeah was IRC. <laughs> uh, so uh, that was there's a, a lot of people hitting thing. Google right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. IRC chat. Probably so backstock as well. So. What and the then hell is IRC? Pl- played VTS for a while, got back into Android Netrunner, started podcasting with uh, my friend John King uh, about Con- Warhammer 40K Conquest. Carl joined us. Conquest ended. Unfortunately, John also passed away right around then. Uh, Doug came on. We started to, uh, st- started doing L5R. Mm-hmm. And we periodically have Jason w- join us, who's also a, a local here. We're... In the Colorado area, so we're largely in. I think we're all in actually in the Denver area now, within like 20, 30 minutes of one mm-hmm. another, mm-hmm. which is a different yep. thing. So, <laughs> Jason, I'll let you introduce yourself. Sure, uh, Jason Wallace. Uh, I'm actually originally from Illinois, though, which is what I, where I started playing games, and like everyone else, started with Cardboard Crack, the original, aka Magic: The Gathering, <laughs> uh, which uh, to, to date Tobin here. I played. Uh, I started playing in junior high when oh, I played wow. Magic. Wow. Oh god! Because uh, because I remember saving my uh, lunch allowance to buy oh, booster Jesus packs because <laughs> I wasn't gainfully employed back then. Yeah, so I was in I was in high school. Uh... Fuck <laughs> you people! No, no, no. Like no, it was my it was my senior year. Of high, I, I graduated from high school in '96, so it was like my senior year. Of high oh God! I, I, I have no yeah. idea whether it's any time scale for you, but I was painting <laughs> my first miniatures together for the what would still be the first edition of Warhammer 40k proper right before after it was Rogue Trade and all that when I was 16. Uh, yeah, this uh, is my twenty-year high school reunion year. So, so I <laughs> just to, just so the just to to date myself a little bit more. I started role playing when I was six years old, yeah. With with the with the D and D basic set in the mid eighties. I don't know if that ages you so much as stamps you in some kind of puts you in some kind of box. Uh, I was, I, <laughs> I'm not sure if it's I'm a good say, box or a bad I'm box. Gonna I'm gonna not going to judge was, the box. Okay, I was born the year start... the Atari twenty six hundred came out. <laughs> oh, okay. so and I owned one. Box. It comes with its own dice set and a couple of character sheets. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was born the year the Atari twenty six hundred came out. I owned one. Yeah, I, I grew up with a closet full of board games. And you know, and video games. And when the Nintendo, when the original Nintendo Entertainment System came out, I was one of the first kids on my block to get one. <laughs> I was the first kid on my block to finish the original Zelda too. There you Ooh. go. <clears throat> yep. You know, uh, so yeah. so I've been I've been a gamer all my life. Yeah. Literally, yeah. all my life. If, if we're going to talk about going Googling stuff, by the way, as well, for not just for anyone of a certain age, but anyone else not from the same area as me, uh, ZX Spectrum was the first um, home computer Dad, Dad would have brought to us. And I bet oh, the wow. whole group of you guys won't know because it was European only. In fact, it, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was the Timex ZX Spectrum. I've heard of it. Yeah. I've never, Ta- I've never owned based, one. Not even yeah. cartridge. It was, it was a contemporary of like the, the Commodore 64 and things yeah. like well, that. Well, prior to that. Commodore, Commodore's newer than the ZX. ZX is that old. It's like, oh my god, the kind of thing you could, kind of thing you could buy built or in kit form. Right. <laughs> uh, and there was, uh, there was also the, the, I think the, the, if it predates the Commodore, then it must be the, it's the analog of what the TRS eighty. Oh yeah, that's that's more like the right kind of time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. All right. So yeah. moving forward <laughs> to twenty twenty one. 
Remember yeah. ColecoVision? Skipping, skipping, sk- oh God, skip, skipping, <laughs> skipping, um, skipping last year, moving to 2021. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. We, we're, we're, we go we're going over Jason's head here a little bit. He's, <laughs> he's the young guy of the crowd. There's 2019, there's a pandemic, and then now there's 2021. And so the the new format, so what we're, we're just going to ignore 2020 is... Because we can. Yeah. yeah. Is, you know, because like, like Carl teased in our intro... We were attached. We did a Conquest-focused podcast. Mm-hmm. Conquest went the way of the Dodo because of IP disagreements. Yes. Uh, L5R. We did. We moved to L5R. We're like, okay, this is good for five years. We thought. That didn't happen, right? <laughs> we, we, for those of you who are interested in our particular take on it, I, we suggest you look at the podcast posted before this one. Uh, I think it's called episode sixty-five, something. What the fuck, right? right? That's where we yeah. dissect the. It was our post mortem. Do the yeah. post mortem on the game. Um, so what we're doing now is we're gonna be like, yeah, we're not gonna do one game. <laughs> I was gonna say. Uh, so he, here's the hope that we, for me, anyways, that yeah. we can by covering multiple games that we might have a game that lasts beyond a handful of years. That also, we can talk about. Also, by officially stating we're covering multiple games, we might be do, being slightly more intellectually honest. Because if you have listened to our previous ones, you know that we staying on topic is not one of our great, you know, um, attributes. Right, right. Yeah. Like we talked about Alpha Vire, but we also talked about Keyforge. We talked about other games. We talked about all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Oh, Champions. Yeah. In, saying intentionally too, because I think we've right. always understood that every game has a sitting context. Right. You know, yeah. right. The context right. is well, you know, all the other games. Now, although it's a part of all four of our history, one game we won't be talking about is Magic. Like we don't yeah. play Magic any longer, no. so yeah. that is that is one thing we won't be talking about. We you know, will be talking about some I of the ones we've already about mentioned. I will talk about it a little bit. I will talk about it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but we're during not the cover... pandemic, because during the pandemic, I got the itch to open packs. Okay. Oh, I thought you said you were going to go into an arena or something. Carry on. Oh, no, actually, I did a little bit of that too mm-hmm. during the pandemic. Uh, arena is actually pretty nice if you, if yeah. you if you're still into playing. You know, if you you know my my creatures bash into your creatures until one of us is dead, sort of game. You know, awesome. Magic Arena is a great is a great piece of software. It it's well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I got I got the for some reason I just got the itch because I to open booster packs. So I bought a bunch of what was it called time and. Uh, you just didn't follow Tobin's yeah. route of opening tons of Keyforge decks. True. That's how he yeah. had his fix. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I got my fix by just buying and buying and buying Mass Mutation and Keyforge. Yeah. Well, I... I <laughs> like, a lot. <laughs> I have to... It's, I, I, I thought about buying... I, well, I actually did buy some Keyforge. I bought like a ma- the, the last Mass Mutation two-player starter that our local game store had. Mm-hmm. So I, I bought a little bit, but mostly it was just... I For some reason, I just felt the Jones to open packs of random cardboard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. And so, what we're gonna do is, we've gravitated towards, uh, I would say, three games with a, few, a smattering of some other games. And those three games are Vampire Rivals, which is was recently released by Renegade Studios. It was Kickstartered, like early 2020, I think, is when the Kickstarter opened and closed, right? Because they last, you know, a few weeks. So I think that happened. They were. It was of course scheduled to come out in late 2020 it didn't happen it just came out in the last uh six weeks or so it's on the shelf at your friendly local game store if they've ordered it they didn't need to kickstarter it i picked it up at carl's former place of employment who as a store had kickstarted it so i got some uh, extra bonus cards but we saw it at our friendly local game store total escape games on the shelf, like several copies of it so vampire rivals is one that's a we've all played that it's a multiplayer it Actually, it's not the same as Vampire the Eternal Struggle. No, it close. uses it's, some of the it's same, the same stuff. lore, it's the same it's IP. The same, yes, the same yeah. intellectual property. You know, same backstory. Yada yada yada. Yeah. It's not. It's not fifth edition Vampire the Masquerade setting for starters. It's the traditional it is, one. Well, well, it overlaps, but it's based on the traditional so, one. So, yeah. Vitez is based on uh, what is it? Second edition Vampire the Masquerade. I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, Vampire Rivals is based on fifth edition of Vampire the Masquerade. It's there, there are some differences between the two, but it's pretty much the same world. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, ri- Rivals th- Rivals doesn't have... So Vitesse, for those of you who have played Vitesse, you know it's an elimination game. So if there's four or five players, each person get, a per- player gets eliminated one at a time. So you end up having two people in the game and then they play. That can be very detrimental to the person who gets knocked out first because they can wait you know, an hour and a half to two hours to play again. Vampire Rivals does not do this. Vampire Rivals goes, and the game is over for everyone, and mm-hmm. someone wins, right? Yep. When yep. someone wins, boom, it's done. 
Now, there is a rival. Yeah, because the rival gets knocked out. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even so, if even yeah, so, if so every 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 player at the table has a rival, mm-hmm. and if uh, randomly whoever, whoever's, whoever's rival, yeah. there's a set of win conditions. But basically, whoever's rival gets knocked out, basically that person kind of wins. <laughs> probably unless, unless something unless certain other conditions. If, if they're knocked out by them, probably. But yeah. there are other ways of winning. Yeah. Yeah. It's um it's interesting to see that because I think it was around the back. What the heck is it? Uh, not. Deck, a small deck builder based on space stuff. Oh, uh, Star Realms. Star Realms. Thank you. Not Star Realms. Hero, um, was it Hero Realms or the um, the the medieval style one? Yeah, he, yeah, it was like Hero Realms. Or something like that. Yeah, so it's it's White Wizard's um, deck builder that was bi- done after Star Realms, where Star Realms was designed to be a one on one game. Mm-hmm. Right. The second version was meant to have multiplayer in, and they they. To my knowledge, that's one of the earliest versions of a well-designed, what they call the hunter mechanic, which essentially is the rival mechanic mm-hmm. from Vampire, which is a table full of people. Someone is the person you care about. When that, If you eliminate that person, you win. Game ends. And right. it's a wonderful solution to... What you said before was detrimental. I think absolutely destructive to a decent game is, is, is what elimination mechanics are. I've never played a game with elimination mechanics that was fun because of elimination mechanics. Well, but so the, the, getting the, rid you of know what the scary great. part is? that uh, Vitez, even though it has some problems in that respect as far as we're concerned. Mm-hmm. It has a, a a community that is avid oh, and yeah. growing. Uh, so there's a, a company called Black Chantry Studios that just kickstarted a new version, new boxed version for mm-hmm. retail of Vampire the Eternal Struggle. Yep, we released it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's, and it, I believe they're moving it also to the fifth edition, uh, you know, vampire setting. Unsurprising. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like you can buy like single cards on drivethroughcards.com. Yeah. And, um, you know, th- every year at Origins, there's still like a world champions tournament for, for Vitez. So mm-hmm. it's, it's still out there. There's still people playing it. You know, we're not playing it. It's this, is, and our game is not Vitez. It's, in many well, ways, the opposite of Vitez, but I think as Toad said repeatedly, I'm not going back to play a game with 90s card, mechanic, card mechanics. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I <laughs> literally sold my Vitez collection, which had which was like f- ten double two row boxes of stuff. Mm-hmm. To two row or five row or two row two row. Um, ten two row boxes, you know, for I don't know three hundred four hundred bucks, and I just that's sold like them to that's like three or four thousand cards. Something like that. Yeah, at the very least. Yeah. yeah, it's probably more than maybe it's more than that. I don't know. <laughs> there was there was a lot. Anyhow, I just sold them last year, and then you know, then oh yeah, Black Shantry's coming back, and and one of my one of my other friends said like, hey, this is it's back, it's back, it's back, and I'm like, yeah. So I've been a part of this whole like 21st century card thing, <laughs> and I I don't really want to go we, back. We got better. Well, one of the things we didn't mention. One of the things we didn't mention in our intro was. We've all been playtesters mm-hmm. for yep. uh, for Fantasy Flight games, and, and now because um, some people have left Fantasy Flight, we, we're starting to get inroads into playtesting for other companies as well. So we that that's where my insight comes from, right? Like I, I watch that process, and I see people, I see the designers being challenged to bring better mechanics to the game and mm-hmm. integrate them better, and integrate them more, and so. Um, that's one of the things. Like I, I have a place in my heart for Vitez, absolutely, mm-hmm. and kind of like, like I'm like, okay, it's behind me. Kind of like Magic is, kind of like the old Netrunner is. <laughs> you know, I haven't Honestly, quite put like Conquest. Android Netrunner is. Yeah, I haven't put Conquest in the in that space yet. Android Netrunner probably is in that space, but hasn't quite got there. If that it mostly so. is for me. I, I I could see myself going back to Android Netrunner if there was a community of players. To, that was interested in playing it. I would sit down to play a game of Netrunner if you asked me in a second, because there is still no card game, no no game around that really catches that. But there we yeah. Go. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I'd, I'd, but I'd, at this point, I'd have to buy all the Nisei stuff because I got rid of my card collection. Yeah. <laughs> so we've identified Vampire Rivals. We've identified Ashes. Reborn. So on the on the heels of L five R coming to an end or being announced to come to an end, it hasn't still hasn't the last few products still have yet to be released. One more, one more. Yep, they yeah, finished. Blue Link Shadows the last is yeah, only been not released yet. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, we got to that point. Cool. And yeah, then, la- um, yeah, last week uh, the last pack five came out because pack six came out before five. Cause that was weird. Yeah, shipping. <clears throat> but <laughs> all the the last uh, the Temptation Cycle released, and now we're just waiting for a Lux Deluxe and last piece. 
quite a, quite an unusual one too. Yeah, so. it's very cool. <sighs> Basically, it's, very cool. <laughs> it's the the transformation of L5R into a board game. Yeah. That, it's yeah. been, that it's been gently doing for some time, to be fair. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's interesting, is, you know, to bring up the whole board game aspect of it, a lot of these games really... There's a lot of customizable customizable games that we like to play that are you know not TCGs, mm-hmm. you know, Netrunner, Conquest, Ashes, Rivals. You can't really look at them like board games. Honestly, the distribution model is very similar to a board game distribution. You know, it's, if it's, you it's, keep it's, them in their if you keep them in the decks that come in, it's very much a board game thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but as soon as you start customizing. I mean that's the that's the main that, switch. That's up. what it is, right? It's fair to say the like two you go the two from board game to customizable card. Well, game. Dominion yeah. is a board game though, well, a card game. You know, it's a, it's a deck builder. <laughs> well, de- it's well, customizable. Okay. Uh, Ooh, yeah. de- 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 deck builders get, get get. There's a fun philosophical argument to be made about deck builders there, but I get what you're saying. Yes, certainly, certainly, Dominion is marketed like as a traditional board game. Yeah, here is a here yeah. is a main game you buy. Here are some expansions. Star Realms is marketed it, the yeah. same way. I know. was going to make the point that. Um, just like video games have recent, um, in recent decades, um, board games and card games have started to cannibalize each other's big marketing ideas. You know, so board games board games took the idea of expandability from card games, mm-hmm. and now now like I play Aeon's End, another thing that seems to sit in that hybrid area where you have a core box and then a whole bunch of expansions off that core box. Mm-hmm. Then you have a new core box and a bunch of expansions off that core box. Right. So you know, and each uh, and each follow up on core box mm-hmm. is an expansion Gen- to the original Gen- core yeah, box, yeah. or or a standalone. Or yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's so you've got this tree of expansions <laughs> that you're you're building basically. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, we've we've identified rivals as a game we we're going to cover here and talk about, and some exciting news there is. Tier, their tier one tournament is called Prince of the City. It's a Prince of the City kind of uh, collection of tournaments. They're going to be at PAX Unplugged. They're going to be at Gen Con. Um, it's, these, these tournaments are multiplayer, four-player tournaments. Isn't that interesting? They are. Holy they crap. are. Whoa. They are. So Gen Con. So Carl and I have the privilege of being asked to judge uh, the rivals some, for, for rivals events at Gen Con, so we'll be there. And if you're not but, concerned about me going, they are at that point, <laughs> then you probably should be. <laughs> it's the first I've heard about this. Um, well, but, I was, uh, that's a little surprising. Are they going to be having dueling events? Yes, they will have one-on-one events. So we, so they are currently in the midst of, as we're recording this, we're recording this on Saturday, they're having a, an Elysium Vampire Weekend, yes. Renegade Games is. So if you want to tune in to and see some of those videos, you can. they're on Twitch under Play Renegade. So... And if you uh, tune into there are like three Discord channels for Vampire the Masquerade Rivals. One's the main Renegade Games Discord. They also have a an official unofficial one and yeah. an unofficial one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's information on on the Discords about uh, Elysium Weekend and all that. And yeah, so there's that's been advertised. So um, what they're doing is they're doing their Prince of the City event at Gen Con is going to be uh, four tables of four. With I assume at the end, you know, if you have not multiples of four then you might have a, do a couple tables of three or mm-hmm. s- something like that anyhow you do that there so that's going to be a multiplayer tournament that'll be cool and then they're going to have but then they're going to have one-on-one 1v1 tournaments and 1v1 pods and multiplayer pods start up so as people come in and sign up for a pod you could be continuously playing vampire rivals and have little mini tournaments interesting um, okay so that'll be pretty cool um and then uh, you can also see they're going to record this afternoon. They're going to do a stream on the prizes of that event, so you can check out what they're doing there. And Matt Holland, formerly of FFG, is now at Renegade, and he has. Uh, it's it's clear to me that all the things that he wanted really, really to do at Fantasy <laughs> Flight, but couldn't for various reasons because maybe he wasn't the top decision maker. Now he's one of the top decision makers and he's getting it done. So uh, there's a lot of stuff coming that people who play that game and we invite you to try it out. It's a great value. You, I think the starter is 40 bucks or 50? 40 bucks. 40 bucks. It comes with pre-constructed, four pre-constructed decks and then it has a whole, they call it a crypt card, the crypt cards, crypt which pack, are yeah. which are the pack that customizes those four decks but if you just want to keep those four decks and play those uh two three four times we've already done it we've played 
three times, four times, four games. Yeah, yeah, a few. And it's a few games. Games. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're, we're still. And it's pl- really cool. I'm still playing with the preconstructs. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna start deck building soon. I already uh, deck built for all four factions. Oh, you did. Huh? <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, I, I took to the plunge. Like I got a taste for it last weekend, and I, I love it. Like yeah. I'm me- behind the curve. Yeah, I guess the mechanics I are, are great. It's a fun game. Yeah. Um, like, I, I like the I, I, the the mechanics are great. The game is fun. I still have a few issues with some of the icons, but I'm <laughs> I will not say too Graphic much about that. Design, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, what people can't see is the uh, is the uh, creepy the, hand emoji. Creepy hand, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nosferatu claw. So, so yeah. it's a great game. It is. It's We're not game. quite sure about the f- blue five fingered hand icon for physical <laughs> attribute yeah that's all that's uh, all if there's but if that's, that's only one criticism that's that's, that, that's yeah. about no, it i, I, I can get know. over i i and really i have gotten over it like it's been very quick mm-hmm. like i don't like that but then you start playing the game you're like it doesn't freaking matter yep. <laughs> it doesn't it really doesn't but i don't like the brain icon for mental or the the, the weird lips icon for social but oh, those make sense to me. I mean, it's not that they don't make sense. They do make sense. Nosferatu claw. They do make sense. It's just I don't. I, I wish they had chosen like higher res, better imagery. Not and they're, they're a little nineties esque. That's all. Eh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's graphic design. It's, yeah. it's not so much it's, the actual iconography. It's gra- graphic design because they are distinct. You can tell what they are. Right, right, yeah, right, right, exactly. Right, right. You can spot them and yeah. distinguish them. That's yeah. that's my issue. That's all. It's it's. Yeah. I, I don't particularly care for the, the the specific icons they chose. If I'm going to bring this up as well, the, 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 since we're having a quick kick on the um, graphic design here, for newer people coming in, the amount of what the hell is this diamond symbol called again? This particular one is going to kick up plenty oh, as yeah. well. <laughs> all, the, know, all the, the, the discipline the symbols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Including that one of them's blank. I get the joke. And if you. You know. Played Vitesse, you already know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But even except then you for play, except yeah. they call thaumaturgy blood magic. I think. Yes, that's the. So that's the. Well, one, that's one of the. That's one, one of the terms that changed yeah. into in fifth yeah. edition. Yeah. Uh, but one thing that I, I that's great about the the core set, the like the character art is great. That I love that. You know, that's that's very you know very thematic, very deep, very you know you know it's good. It's good theme in in the yeah. in the character art. The cards are nice, and but the thing I like the most about the the overall package is the fact that there's a play set in the box. the The individual decks, some of them are built with one ofs or two ofs or whatever. If those don't show up in a different deck as two of or one of in, in a different deck, there's three copies of every card in the in the box. By the way, it shows up in the crit pack. So if it's if there's like one of, mm-hmm. if there's mm-hmm. one of in the Toreador deck and there's two of in the Malkavian deck. That's your, that's your three of in the box, so you, you get a play set of the cards. Yep, and that's how the ex- that's how the expansion that they recently announced that'll be out in August. Yeah, which um, has uh, which is the Tremere and, and the, the Thin, Thin Bloods. Bloods. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's the same the same structure of expansions going forward. So each expansion will have however many. It's um, basically half of a course starter set. deck. Yeah, pre-constructed starter deck, and then they'll have a crypt a crypt yeah. set. Yeah. So which will allow for customizability, and yeah. There's none of that FF for if for those of you who are familiar with FFG's core set by two of by three of requirement yeah. that doesn't apply here. Here's a good question for you on that on that thought now just occurred to me. Is this the most um, out of the collectible card games we've encountered the TZ, the the um, EEGs and LCG mm-hmm. ones? Is this the most complete board game card game in a box? Ashes. Uh, I th- because I, because the thing is like that what we'll talk about like experience wise if you get the the core box arrivals and actually ignore the crypt pack just in terms of those four pre-built decks is this the most here is just a board game version of this that you I can I think expand? I think Ashes is even more so like so more complete a- Ashes Reborn when you when you buy a, the the core set of Ashes Reborn mm-hmm. uh or do they call it the master set I forget what they call it you you open the box and there are six pre-constructed decks in there and the dice needed and tokens needed to uh, to run those decks, mm-hmm. so you can just pop your game of ashes open, pull out one of the decks, pull out the dice for that deck, mm-hmm. and then just play. There are there are a lot of people who just treat ashes like a board game, where mm-hmm. it's, hey, I bought the I bought the core set, I've got these six you know Phoenix born decks in it. Let's pop it out here. You take this deck, and I'll take this deck, and we'll play. Mm-hmm. We'll it's, and 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 that's and that's the, and that's yeah. the exact same like that's, that's you could say the same yeah. with rivals. Yeah. I would give the edge to rivals because of the multiplayer. Ashes right. is not optimized for multiplayer. Ashes was has always been optimized for one v one, 
And so it does have multiplayer rules, but they're maybe does. not quite as right. integrated. And, well, like you said, design I think too. I yeah. think well the thing. The but those are the two cards that are those are the two comp- the two games that are the most comparable, like most complete. Yeah. To they're, your question, I think, but I think I would give the edge to rivals. See, the reason because why because of the multiplayer. <laughs> the reason why I give the edge to Ashes is because Ashes doesn't have the Cryptopack idea. It doesn't have this extra set of cards that are not in the decks. Every card that's in the core set is in a deck. Mm-hmm. So it's it's as far as how the how the cards are are packaged and constructed and laid out, it's a little more board gamey than Rivals. Well, but that's but that's why I would give it to Rivals because Rivals those decks have been built the the Ashes decks have 3 of of every yeah. card. And yeah. so th- those are not even tuned. Like the Vampire Rivals decks well, are moderately tuned for their clan. The the Ashes stuff has three of spells and three of stuff that you're not going to run in a that you would never run well, but in any kind of customizable format. So there so there's inefficiencies in not having a crypt pack uh, in Ashes. So the the but your question was which one's the most board gamey. Well, the, the, the well, so, yeah. that's so I'm going to say I, I appear to have started something. So <laughs> you know, I'm watching these two guys do it. Uh, a thought, shall we say, a thought. But yeah, I was in, in, it's it'd be interesting to see which of those, which of those sets does well with the with the kitchen table lot because, like, I say both of them have a good potential to just be someone buys a copy of that as a complete unit, gets it out on the table and just plays with the mm-hmm. small group of friends. I know? have three or four friends who back in in Ashes 1.0. Mm-hmm. Bought just bought the course. Oh no, and totally. Just play yeah, it. no, and just play it like that. I'd be curious to see which one of those does because yeah, but, but I get what you're saying, Tobin, because there are parts of if, as we get into really discussing these games, there are parts of Vampire that are more like um, modern board game design. So what the, do you where think? Phoenix board is, where where um, Phoenix yeah. board is sticking more so on the dueling style. I, I'm so. gonna go with uh, Tobin and say Rivals as well because it also reminds me of uh, my wife and I like to play the Hogwarts Battles. Which is a board game by US Aopoly. Mm-hmm. Deck builder. And, and, but it's a deck builder. Mm-hmm. And it, it comes pre constructed decks, but then as you progress the story, you open more packs and open more cards to mm-hmm. deck build. And that's how Rivals works. Like, okay, you've got the core decks down. Now you start customizing, go with this crit pack. That yeah. to me is more, how more board game universe works. <laughs> Ashes is like, yeah, it's, it's not tuned to play against each other. It's like, you know the idea of a crit pack is cool because you have one of the get a sample of like what another faction might do, whereas Ash is like you're kind of locked into playing that set deck and. That's uh, See, for for customizability, I'll I'll give Rivals is set up the the core setup for Rivals is set up more for encouraging customization. I think I'll give you guys that in a heartbeat. With the crypt pack, you've got you've got incentive there, right there, with some agendas and some havens that have that you haven't seen yet. That you know encourages you to break apart the core decks. The reason why I'm I'm giving the nod more to Ashes is because Ashes is is got is set up for that. Hey, I haven't. I want to play a board game. I'm going to pull something off the shelf. Let's pull Ashes down and we'll play a game. Mm-hmm. You don't have to think about it. It's just, hey, you know, if, if for for the casual kitchen table person who is not going to customize at all, mm-hmm. it's a little bit more of a board game in that respect. You know, if if we're talking about a more traditional customizable game, a la Magic or whatever, you know, something that's mm-hmm. a, a competitive game where I'm building my deck and we're you're building your deck and we're going to see whose deck is better. Definitely, Rivals has the has more of an edge there, just from the inclusion of cards that are not already in a deck. Totally. I, I may have started somewhat of a discussion on semantics. I realize that's what we're here for, but I think that's what we've devolved into <laughs> yeah, 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 a little yeah. bit but as well. So. As, as we've proven, we're all <laughs> always up for semantics. Of course. <laughs> so one of the other games that we've already mentioned here is, that we'll be covering is, is Ashes Reborn, which was, t- what was it, L- summer last summer? Sometime last summer was, was like when, they, when they announced, when Platt had announced that they would be updating the Ashes Phoenixborn, Rise of the Phoenixborn game to and re-stamping it as Ashes Reborn. Right. And so that is now what's called like a player distribution model or player funding model, something like that. It's a, a subscription model. It, that's what it is. It's, yeah. And so it's, as it's long a as there's a funded enough, subscription. Yeah. And as long as there's enough people who subscribe to Team Covenant, which is a, a, a Covenant. Um, Covenant game. is a store 
in Oklahoma, Tulsa. Tulsa, I believe, yeah. And they have a lot, they have a wide, they do videos, they constantly stream, they they have a podcast. Check them out if you haven't already done it. Uh, and hey, they're pretty nice folks guys over too. there. Yep. So anyways, they have a subscription service, so they partnered with Plat Hat, and now in order to secure, make sure that the product that Ashes keeps going, there has to be a certain number of subscribers to the Team Covenant oh. process, and I think that number is a thousand. I'm not sure. That's the uh, uh, I, uh, that's what I've heard. Yeah, that, I, I don't know that they've ever confirmed it for sure. I don't know. I don't um, think they have. I don't think anyone has ever confirmed it, like you know, in print or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I've heard is that the it, the minimum for the Team Covenant subscription to continue making product is a thousand people. Yeah. Currently, they have over two thousand people subscribed. Is the rumor that I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, the the next expansion, which was actually should be coming here, arriving in, in for Doug and I, because you and I are subscribers. Yep, I am a subscriber. So uh, I think we're getting Breaker of Fate here probably in the next week or so. Because I saw some, I saw some tweets from Plaid Hat saying it's in our warehouse, and you, that when that when that happened with the update of the cards, I w- had them in my hand the next week. So cool. And so Ashes is a completely different thing. They updated the cards from the first set. So, but you can now, now I think the only product that's available on their website is the Ashes Reborn you can still, master set. You can still get a few of the old products that are on clearance still, like some of the old Phoenix Born packs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But for mo- for anybody at this point, it's, it probably makes more sense to unless you unless you have any of the old game, it makes more sense to just buy all the new stuff, which is what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. I had the I had the the original Ashes uh, master set at one point, but I, I got rid of it, mm-hmm. and so I had to, so now I'm in the position where I have to rebuy all of it. So I'm getting yeah. the nice new everything. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just just buy the new stuff. Don't worry about the upgrade pack or whatever. And you know, if you if you can swing the subscription, it's it's probably a good idea. Because of Team Covenant's three-month exclusive deal. Yeah, so then the, with that subscription, with them getting that deal, they they are the only ones who have that product for three months, and for then sale. it will be released yep. to friendly local game stores. So that's how that's working out. Now, we've, we've compared these games. The four of us have had conversations about these two games because they came out more or less on top of one another, mm-hmm. at least yep. to us. Mm-hmm. Um, Vampire Rivals is a great multiplayer game we haven't played it 1v1 yet i have oh you yeah, have, you okay. have yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. you you, yeah. you two did in we the both, season yeah, zero carl stuff. and i did yeah, the yeah, season yeah, zero yeah, online yeah, yeah. tournament yeah. it's in it's a great game to player okay mm-hmm. it really right. is good the decks as they're as they come pre-constructed in the core set are multiplayer decks yeah they, they are multiplayer focused mm-hmm. decks so they they are not tuned as well as they could be for 1v1 so what I so what I foresee happening with for me with rivals is I, I imagine that when I get more into deck building I'm gonna have, you know, a multiplayer deck and a dueling deck. Mm-hmm. They could be yeah. separate, mm-hmm. you know, totally separate things. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are cards in the in the core set that are good for in both situations. There are some that are just a little better for multiplayer games, and so yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be that kind of setup I think. Okay. And it seems like cool. yeah, it's it's a little bit more focused on the four player you know multiplayer aspect of the of the game. Yeah, and so the 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 comparison that we've made with these two games is that that because the the card pool is so much larger in Ashes, it's actually really scary to try to deck build. I haven't um, looked at it yet, but I can't. Uh, it's, I yeah, I've tried and I've gotten, I've gotten. <laughs> I I built my first deck last week and I've gotten roundly stomped on, like three times by people who had who had experience with the first game. Well, and mm. they just it's card pool knowledge. Yeah, right. yeah, it's card pool knowledge and when and dice knowledge. It's amazing, the gap between and this is the this is the challenge that Ashes is going to have. I think that I'm willing to willing to undergo and i'm willing to help people meet that challenge but it's a challenge which is there are there are a large there's a large committed community of players who played the first game who have already optimized so many things and internalized so many things so that new players coming in go huh and we're talking about three or four years ahead of time not to to continue to cut dug off but are you telling me we're we're not coming in as the established players? <laughs> right, exactly. You're me we're getting to be the outsider exactly. arriving and we signing from the get, other side. Yeah, Your perspective the, has been shifted for Tobin? the first time uh, since 2012. 
we are not in on the ground floor of a game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and and I mean, you know, we play tested L5R, and that's where our play testing started. I mean, but yeah. we were on the ground floor of Conquest. We were in the, on the ground floor yeah. of Android Netrunner for yeah. the most part. And Keyforge. And Keyforge. You know, Key <laughs> yeah. We play tested Keyforge. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Marvel Champions. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we didn't do Arkham Horror. No, we did. We skipped we, Arkham no, Horror. We, we, no, you bought Arkham Horror at Gen Con when I it did, came out. I did bar- buy Arkham Horror at Gen Con. And I remember like the week after Gen Con, you're like, hey, I, I picked up Arkham Horror. Would you like to play a game? <laughs> sure. And, we, and so that was my first game of Arkham Horror because I wasn't at that Gen Con. So no no we were all, we bet it on the ground floor of, of Arkham Horror too so you can't count okay, that one out. Okay we didn't play test Arkham Horror. We did not true, play true test enough. Arkham Horror. True enough. We did play test Marvel Champions. Mm-hmm. Yeah I guess so yeah I guess we okay yeah. so we were in at the beginning of Arkham Horror just not on the ground floor if you're if you're being counting <laughs> yeah, ground yeah, floor yeah. play test. Marvel Champions turned out to be a wonderful game that Carl absolutely loves. Oh, Doug loves it too. It's oh yeah uh, it's an I'm amazing not, game. I I, I like. Play testing co-op games. I'm not sure I like playing co-op games as much as I like play testing. If them, if you like co-op games and if you like anything having to do with the Marvel comic book universe, not the not the MCU, the comic book universe, Ooh. it's yeah. it's it's great theme. It's great gameplay. It definitely feels like I am a big bad hero going up against a big bad villain and trying to knock him out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good game. <laughs> so that's the challenge that Ashes has is that. There's a community of well-established people who have, who are so so much of them. They have internalized so much of the game, right? And so they're going up against all these new people who are coming in and going, "Hey, how do I play?" And I've tried to net deck. Net decking, net decking is fine, but it's Piloting. a it's a game that requires the net deck requires an explanation of how to play the deck. Yeah. <laughs> piloting, yeah, piloting yeah. skills, how, yeah. the piloting skills, yeah. which is more, I think. That applies more to Ashes than it did maybe to Conquest or Netrunner or any of the other games we played. Maybe a little bit of L5R in there. Like L5R, if it was a wonky deck, you needed an explanation of how to pilot it. But there, there's a oof. few. There were a few more, more than a few decks in L5R that that had some weird timing issues. That, mm-hmm. the, the 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 thing that is happening here that which you're not used to is uh, you don't have core set knowledge you don't have you don't have the 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 built-up knowledge of the the card pool from the from the beginning when it was just the core set so you're you're you've you've got the learning curve of the core set which which these other guys don't have which the other people in the community they 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 have that already and the 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 main changes from 1.0 of ashes to 1.5 of ashes was removal of mechanics Mm-hmm. It wasn't addition of mechanics. They removed mechanics. They, they, there were things that they cons- that Platt had considered NPE mechanics that they that they pulled out. So it was a it was a, an overall simplification of the rules. So the people who were playing in 1.0 now have a the same game only slightly simpler to play with fewer fewer things that they have to worry about, fewer interactions, fewer and that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, and so, it's a, it's a good like I I am really entranced with the idea of being a successful deck builder i've only been in it one week and i really want to grind some games and unfortunately haven't gotten the opportunity to do that as much we'll do that we'll do we'll, we'll, we'll grind wow. some games yeah <laughs> wednesday night let's play some ashes when yeah, we yeah, yeah. get together uh but so the the what the the situation that you're running into is what a lot of people run into that we really haven't being play testers and being people who you know like early adopters of games and things like that that we haven't done a lot of and that's the grind. That's the you you build the deck and smash your face into your opponent, and and then go home in tears, rebuild, <laughs> and then do it again the next week. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. You're We're right. not used to that. You're right. Well, I am. That's well, all. Yeah, for Netrunner. I mean, Jason, Jason <laughs> yep. experienced that with Netrunner. Yep. So are you um, feeling that way with Ashes? I have the unpopular opinion of thinking Ashes is pretty. I I just it, it reminds me too much of magic. That it just it's battle line beating up your dude to kill your the your opponent. Yeah. Like, it's a, I mean it's a purely dueling game. There's no it, two ways about me, that. To me so. that that's I I transgress that. Like I don't like the idea. I like I like having multiple win cons in a game. Not just kill my opponent, which is what Ashes comes down to. Like right. that's mm-hmm. what Rivals really got me excited about deck building is there's multiple win cons available. Mhm. And the other thing, though, is like the multiplayer aspect of like, because how many times at our local game store, Wednesday night, we get together, there's three of us. Yep. <laughs> having All that, having that option mm-hmm. of, you know, three of us playing a game together, 
when we have decks and cards, it's like it's great because even with Keyforge, it's like that's not much of an issue because those games could be twenty minutes. Right. You know, it's quick, right. casual. Mm-hmm. Like, and I put no thought into Keyforge. Like, I just have fun, a blast with it. But Ashes is like to me. It's also kind of magic, like though, because. But you're not bu- trying to kill your dude. Uh, you're trying yeah. to forge. It you're trying to dynamic. use. You're trying to use your deck to the best of its ability, and that necessarily that doesn't necessarily mean. Uh, attacking anybody. It's, That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Well, I, I get what you're saying there. I mean, there's a lot to be said about how most competitive card games have a very similar thread going through. Mm-hmm. But I get what Jason's saying about how Phoenix One was very much let's iterate on magic. That's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. You can yeah, make a yeah, good yeah. game doing that. That's no, not a, that's not no. a yeah, complaint. Yeah. But that, I think that's the feeling that you've hit and gone, that's the, too close for me. And I can yeah. understand that. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 L5R, one of the one of the thing one of the things that held L5R back from being a really a wide, widely played game is the length of it. Mm-hmm. Ashes, oh. Ashes was the games of Ashes I've played have been twenty to twenty five, twenty to thirty minutes tops. Yeah, it, again, right? it's a magic so round. It's yeah. a, it's a good, and then you can turn around and go, okay, that sucked. Let me play again. Let's try this again. And so it's, it has the same kind of timing as Keyforge, like length of game mm-hmm. as Keyforge, but it does have the customizability, and so that's why I'm excited for it. Rivals is still early. I can. We've talked before in this podcast. How many LCGs can you one person effectively play? Okay, mm-hmm. after playing L five R, that number for me has gone up. <laughs> okay, because, in terms of what you can keep yeah, in your brain at L5R one time. L five R was like multiple LCGs built into one. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, there's no argument. The, yeah. There was so much complexity in L five R, and so many things that you have to remember. Seeker Fate, I hate you. I will hate you forever. Because uh, I never remember Seeker Fate. Uh, you know, I played the game for, what, four years? Whatever three years? You know, whatever. Yeah, how, was, you yeah. know, how, including playtesting. It's 21, so three and a half. Yeah. Yep. Okay, no. yeah. You know, yeah. including the playtest, you know, a long time. To the the world's 2019. I was forgetting fucking secret fate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I will say the the one thing that kind of illuminates that to me, I always remember, is we were at um, TEG for one of the L5R tournaments, and we got done with it. And around that time, Keyforge had just hit. So I sat down with one of the um, one of the guys who come up from Fort Collins with me, with mm-hmm. uh, Mike, and yeah. we sat down yeah, and played yeah. Keyforge, right? And I've just done like you know a whole tournament of L5R, right? And I sit there going, this is this is yeah, cool, play, go. My, brain, my brain's still <laughs> off. I don't need to. This is this is so 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 much lighter. And it's one that, like you say, it's like playing things like Vampire that a while ago we thought, hey, this is quite a deep game. Now we're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's, Casuals, it's, get me done. No, no. So for me, like you know, sitting down and playing Rivals for the first time, I'm like, this is a game with decent mechanical. You know, it's 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 got pretty simple mechanics. It's got good you know strategic and tactical depth. It's it's sort of you know mid level. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, my brain is not squeaking around. <laughs> Everything's mid level at L five R. Yeah, yeah, that is no, and, so totally and, my point. And, thank you. And so, so I think because of the card pool, because of the energy involved to get good at yeah. both games as they currently sit, it's my the focus is going to be for me on Ashes, and then I'm going to lean on you guys to learn Rivals. Like, I will custom build Rivals, but then I will see what y'all are doing. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, my mean, as- The Ashes community here is still, uh, like, the four of us play Rivals. Yay. The four of us don't play Ashes. It's just Doug and I. Yeah, right now, so yeah. right now, there's not, the, the knowledge isn't available to me. And as much as I play Crucible online, I can't bring myself to play on Ashtecky. Uh, which is the online third-party online client for Ashes. There was one thing I was going to jump up as well, because like you said, I played um, Phoenixborn back on the original uh, the original previous Master Set briefly, mm-hmm. and I played a handful of games, enough to know what it feels like, not much more than that, and mm-hmm. I haven't touched the new version yet. I'm going to be doing it's just one of those, got to get around to it, you know. Um, I would ask you guys this one, because I heard it a lot when the original game came out, and I'm curious now. How much do you feel that dice rolls dictate the success of a game, of a particular round? Not nearly as much. Not nearly as much. The the, the one meditation of the, the mechanic, mechanic the mm. medica- the 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 mechanic that Doug was talking about that they took out was the ability of one die, which is the black die, the ceremonial dice, right? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think the ceremonial dice. Each of these dice have a, have a, has a power inherent in and of itself. Mm. So, one of the dice powers, one of the default things, was to just remove a die from your opponent's active die. Pool. Just yeah. take the resource away. Holy cow! I can see Just remove that. Use Jesus. one of mine to take one of yours away, or yeah. even even yeah. better efficiencies than that. And that sucked. Now they've reduced that so that you can use one of your die to reduce the strength of your die roll. You don't 
get rid of the dye. You don't go from act, uh, available dye to exhausted dye. You go from high. There's three levels of dice power. You go. You can go from high to low. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and skip middle, yeah. right? Or you can just reduce it by one level. So there's those skills involved, but there's always the meditation mechanic in the game that allows the player to then sacrifice a card, sacrifice a card, or sacrifice See? a card in play to to reset their die. So okay. that getting rid of a just taking ten percent of the power that you have and getting rid of it altogether. Mm-hmm. That's not in the game anymore. Yeah, and that's I'm, a big deal. I'm largely thinking about the oh. random, the randomness here. But like I say, if, if dice mitigation's in the game, as I kind of, I half remembered it was. It's a complaint I'd heard, so I was kind of curious and wanted to address it. So sometimes. yeah, so so your your card, your your deck is a limited resource. Mm-hmm. If you deck yourself, your Phoenix Born starts taking damage every time you draw, or whatever, every time you you should draw but can't. So soft mill, as it were. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so basically, so that, so that, so the deck is a clock on the game. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're, you know, paying attention to that, you, you you've got ten dice, mm-hmm. and there are, there are recommendations on for how you should build your deck. You know, in Ashes 1.0, you never included a single die of a single color. Mm-hmm. In Ashes 1.5 and Reborn, you can. Mm-hmm. Because there's no one that's going to just say, "I remove that die from your active." Uh, the risk isn't that you mean? Yeah. I see. Yeah. So, so, so you can get it can get nerfed a little bit, but you can bring it back if you're willing to sacrifice cards. Okay. So, so play. So there's a balance there of how many cards do I sacrifice out of my deck or out of play mm-hmm. to manipulate the dice so I can get done what I need to do to win the game. Mm-hmm. So, so there is. So that's one of the the bits of mechanical interesting, like sort of mechanical depth to the game, where you know balancing. My dice rolls versus you know how, what I'm drawing and what I'm willing to sacrifice versus what I can you know what's on my board and you know et cetera. It's it is interesting to me mm-hmm. how that works. Yeah, totally. And so I think that that the randomness of the dice is mitigated some through mm-hmm. that you know train of thought. Basically, well, sounds like there's player agency, which is yeah, what we is. care about here. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, you have the ability mm-hmm. to control, and and that's part of the game is is managing that. And then the other thing that Ashes uh, does. And this is compares the opening hands of the two games. Ashes has a first five mechanic, so you get yes. to choose the f- uh, a single copy of five cards to go in your opening hand, and that's called first five. So you can't have you can can't choose a second copy of a card to be in your hand, but you can't choose first. So that means that the deck building of the thirty cards, thirty card deck, you know what five you're going to have, so you can include single copies and have those in your first five and know that you're going to get them in in games that we've played before i remember conquest how many do you, if you want to have one of these in your deck, if you want to get one of these how many do you include in your deck well three. you include three yeah well if you really want to get one if you really want to get one three if you kind of need it two if you if it'd be nice one and so that's all out the window with ashes and let's you turn can, it around a little bit as well um there's always the resource problem you know, you, you would take a card and go, I want to see this card, assuming I can pay for it. Right. Mm-hmm. So but so because I might have trouble paying for it, I can't risk taking a full set in case I just get a spread of things I can't pay for. Right. Ah, how do I handle that? Well, like right. you say, the first five is a great fix. And the then you have your first five, and one of the things that I've learned in the, the my deck building learning is that you pick five, you know you're going to have ten dice. You don't know what they're going to be, but you know you're going to have ten dice. And so you literally say, okay, well, here are my first five. Can I play all of them in, in the first turn mm-hmm. well you don't know if you're going to get the power the class or the or the normal power class or basic basic power class or basic level but you know you can get them because you have meditate so you if you know your dice breakdown if it's five to five six to four seven to three you're like okay you can literally count up the cost and go yeah i can afford to not only play these but also put cards out as a result of them mm-hmm. so there's a little bit more thinking before you get to the table with yeah. Ashes than there is with Rivals. Well, Rivals has no mulligan. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're drawing four and two vampires or one vampire, and you're going for it. <laughs> well, let's say on the flip side as well, there's the event deck in the center that go, right, what's this turn got for us? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That can screw stuff. No, yeah, yeah. The, I, I tell you, folks, both of these games have a lot going for them. I mean, yeah, in, I, in, I, I in really, very different ways, yeah, too. In is the very cool different thing. ways. Yeah, yeah, the cool yeah, part. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, and then the third game that we're going to be covering... Uh, and we've already mentioned it already, is Keyforge. We we got a chance to play test this game, and we were asked by uh, someone at FFG, said, would you like to test the card game by Richard Garfield? And we went, 
no, how that's, fast that's, can we say yes? That is not exactly what happened. So Tobin and I, because because it was a fabulous story because Tobin and I were both approached separately by separate people. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And we were both told, "Hey, would you like to test this new thing that we can't really tell you much about?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it, what it, can you tell me yeah, about it? I yeah. might be interested. So there we were at Gen Con in 2017, and L5R is is bleeding all around us, right? Like L5, it's L5R's release. Yeah, we and, were at the Kikumet, and all we can think about is what is this thing that they're ta- that we've been? What, what is this thing that FFG is talking about that was designed by and, Richard Garfield? This this has to be. What is this? And so there so, was this L5R. There was this dichotomy of L5R, but in our heads, there's this. What is this thing? We don't know what it is, and we right. only learned a few weeks. And later. so Brad actually gave Tobin more information than I got from Nate when I was approached. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was very circumspect. He's like, "Hey, you know, we we really liked what you did with L5R. You know, we, we, your playtest group was awesome. We've got this new thing that." We're working on. Would you like to get in on it? Maybe. Uh, yeah. Let me talk to my friends. <laughs> Who's already been spoken to? And, yeah, by and the way. then Tobin comes to me like, "Hey, Richard Garfield." <laughs> uh, wait, what? What? Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna say what 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 we got here was slightly romantic comedy bit of like two people simultaneously going, "Hey, there's this card game that." Hey, hold on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. absolutely yeah, that. You know. Yeah. Oh. And so and so like I was planning, to, I was thinking, "Ooh, I had this great thing I could go tell my friends about and like get them interested." And then like Tobin's like already there going, "Hey, I got this thing." It's like, damn it. <laughs> oh, so damn. yeah. So but so between cool. the so between yeah. So like it, but it was like an instant yes. So of course we did it because. Richard Garfield. See, it, it, this is kind of funny too because because of the kind of stuff we've done like this. You know, we mentioned that the Tobin myself and the Gen Con, and like you know, we've played this. Um, we played played this brand new game we really enjoy. Rivals. We'll get to see the first um tournaments of it. We'll get to see people encountering it properly for the first time. We'll mm-hmm. get to judge those events. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. And like, mm-hmm. which I'm we're, sad we're getting, I didn't get to go. We're getting into year. Ashes. So we'll be taking some stuff along and seeing people want to play that. It's Gen Con. It'd be great. The one thing I've got in my head is something I can't tell you about that I know is being released or announced that I want to get a copy of. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about. You do as well, but I'm like, damn. Yeah. So that's what's in my brain right now yes. is I want a copy of thing that is in potential right it's now. Coming we, yes, we can't talk soon. about it. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, and the A's and timing is the problem. Timing, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. So one of the other things we're going to do is we're going to try, t- because we're covering more games, mm-hmm. as a Delphi, as a tri- as a, the Conquest podcast and the Formula Conquest podcast, I think we interviewed Brad twice. Maybe three times. Damned if I know. Over those forty episodes, they, they they become part of the regular conversation. Yeah, we've we've yeah. interviewed we interviewed um, Tyler, Tyler and Brad for L five R. Don't forget the missing one with Katrina. We, and the missing and the oh, famous oh, missing one with Katrina. I am Ostrander. so sad about that and forever will be because yeah. that was an amazing interview and the and our it's equipment lost fucked to the up. Ether. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was it was it was such an amazing conversation with her too. And then um, <laughs> we interview we got a chance to interview Richard Garfield about Keyforge mm-hmm. uh, as okay. a special part talking of talking to Richard Garfield was that's a, that's a such surreal. a blast. That's a yeah. surreal one. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, what we've we've I've already lined up some uh, interviews for people that uh, uh, on these games that we've talked about, but on other things as well. So uh, we will be doing a few more. I hope to be doing a few more interviews with people, not only the designers, developers, and creators of the games that we're talking about, but also uh, some community members for those games and get yeah. those folks in here mm-hmm. um, and doing and. Getting their, uh, getting their thoughts on on the game, the state of the game, state of the community, state of organized play, those kinds of things. Um, we also mentioned Marvel Champions and Arkham Horror, and I know that Doug and Carl play those games pretty regularly, and so yeah. we'll be talking about those as well. So mm-hmm. I, I hope you all stick around. Games. If if you want just a game that you can just you know pull out and play on your own, you know it's, they're they're both fun. Mm-hmm. I yeah, enjoy them. for sure. We've got a new logo for our podcast is coming, and so I've got a a burgeoning professional artist working on it right now. She's upstairs in her bedroom, probably asleep, <laughs> but she's done a couple of the a couple of the icons already. So we're uh, working. So she's going to have those to for us to look at here, and we'll be um, touting that logo here in the next couple of episodes. I hope. If you have any ideas. If, if you love these games, if you know communities that might enjoy this podcast, we would urge you to, you know, share the share the link, share the podcast news with those folks. 
Uh, I don't have a central space when we were one game. You go to that game's Facebook pages and you say here. You go to that game's Reddit pages, go here, and then you kind of leave it at that. But I don't want necessarily to do that with all the games that we cover. If I, you know, going to going to each game's Discord and posting or in each game's Reddit and posting in each game's Facebook post and posting, I don't want to spam groups like that. So we're going to do it um, kind of not as regular as that, I want to say. This might be one that I post in the L5R group, but it might be put one that because we talked about Rivals quite a bit, maybe I posted in the Rivals group. Mm-hmm. So it might vary from, from episode to episode. But if you are enjoying this and you think other people will... Bookmark our Podbean site. Yep, bookmark the Podbean site. Uh, share it with people uh, that in your communities and give us a rating on iTunes or give us a rating on whatever podcast app you're, list- you're using. Your podcast platform yep. of choice. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about it. So one of the things I want to conclude with is uh, something that we started doing at the original iteration of Art of Warcast, which was something good. As you have an idea, what might be something good that you'd like to share with the folks that are still listening? Bless you all. The two people that stayed till the end. <laughs> <laughs> I don't grab these first. I'll take it. Since the um, uh, very, very obvious events of last year, I've been playing a lot of video game stuff as I normally do. I've been playing more video game stuff than I normally did. And I went back and gave, um, if any of you guys are regular gamers, the Soulsborne, the Dark Souls and Bloodborne games a final go and got through all of them. So I, in fact, I've multiplayed them, repeat now, like overachieved on Bloodborne. I now am well and truly down that um, that rabbit hole fully. So much so that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to announce this one as I always do. I'm planning to write a little article about that because it's kind of an interesting story of how I hit them and bounced off and played them again and came mm-hmm. back. So um, I'm also watching um, on that subject. I, I did see the Elden Ring announcement yesterday, and yes, I am ready to go too. So <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I am right now. So. All right, cool. Something good? Something good. I got a PS5. Oh, f- <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, Fine. actually, my, my my wife uh, won the lotto on Sony Direct, and uh, but the thing is, like, I skipped generation. I didn't have a PS4, mm-hmm. so, so your mind's melted right now. Is what you're telling me. Tobin and I, uh, you know, our friend, I think you know him too, Doug, Matt Dawkins down in College oh, yeah, Springs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he he uh, was like, hey, here's all these great games on PlayStation Plus that basically are free, like the whole. Horizon Zero Dawn, both DLCs. The Witcher 3, all DLCs. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Just completely downloadable. On... Witcher 3 is excellent. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that with all the expansions, with the PS Plus subscription, free to play. Yep, nice. Everything. So I've been going back and playing those and got through Horizon. Oh, that was such a fabulous game, and I can't wait for the expansion. But then uh, I was like, oh, I'll go with Bloodborne. I, oh, yep. I started playing that, but then they're like, oh, now uh, – Final Fantasy VII Remake is optimized for PS5. So I'm like, see ya, Bloodborne. I gotta go back to Final Fantasy VII, and I've been playing that this week. And That's good stuff. Uh, yeah. the, the nostalgia is real, but... <laughs> oh, yeah. that, that game knows it, so, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, have the, I have the remake of, of FF7. I, I, it, I haven't played it yet. I feel bad about that, but, yeah. And they just had the DLC come out for Yuffie as Ooh. well now. Oh, oh, that's now right. I definitely yeah, got now, now we're off subject. Holy cow. <laughs> so, although we are back solidly in the 90s again. So. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens with us. Um, At person playing? Well, you know, actually, yeah. Like last Wednesday, playing, you know, going to Total Escape and playing in person for the first time in over a year and a half mm-hmm. was really nice. I mean, I only got to play Keyforge, unfortunately, but, you know. Keyforge is still a lot of fun, so I was hoping to play a game of Ashes, but that never materialized. You oh, got well. a dark tide, a dark twin deck, though. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the yeah. <laughs> <That> fuckers. <laughs> so, okay, how many how many decks of dark tidings do you own right now? I have thirty six decks of dark tidings, and I have one oh, evil twin God. deck, and it was opened as my thirty fourth deck. So I bought a two player starter. Yeah, fuck <laughs> off of, of, of dark tidings. Opened that, and that's what I brought to play on Wednesday night. And one of them was an evil twin. No. <laughs> oh, the third I, one was. No, no, no. I, the fourth I bought, one was. I bought two decks to because I because I Jason had bought some decks, and I'm like, hey, let's play a sealed game just for f- shits and grins. Yep. So I went and bought two decks. I opened one and played him with it, and it was fine. 
And then, you know, Tobin was going on about his, his uh, you know, not getting an evil twin deck. So I'm like, I have this unopened deck here. What do you want to bet it's an evil twin? And it was. It was. <laughs> and Jason's second deck was an evil twin deck. So Yeah, I, I bought two y'all, packs. Y'all can just go. I bought two fly. packs. Yeah, with, with, I went to TG, can, got my the L5R packs, and then I'm like, oh, Dark Titan's out. Let me buy a couple packs. Hey, I never, got a, I never got a Four Horsemen deck. No, I didn't either. Uh, I, 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 I have one. I haven't bought a Dark Tidings deck, but yeah, I, I look forward one. to my early evil twin with him anticipation, apparently. So. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah. Buy, just buy two, <laughs> and then you'll, you'll, you'll get fine, one. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm within five miles, I'll give you, it will be the second <laughs> deck that you open. Yeah, it will be an evil twin deck. Um, uh, so having talked about um, all, all this well, video game stuff and all this video game uh, nostalgia, uh, My Something Good is a game by Kevin Wilson. Um, who is the original one of the original creators of the Android universe and the Android board game, which is a uh, which is a Bible. Anyhow, um, he created a game by Mondo Games. Mondo Games published it. Brad Andrews is the developer, and Kevin's game is A Gentle Rain, mm-hmm. and it's this simple one verse one uh, player to however many you want to put in there. You know, I guess it would get a little bit wonky at six, but I've played with two or three people. And it's just a tile-laying game. It takes five minutes, maybe six to play. You score yourself. It's meant to be a calming, time-passing thing. And it's fantastic. It's absolutely... I I cannot... Like, it's 22 bucks on Mondo's site... You might have trouble finding it at a local game store because the distributors are out, but Mondo seems to have it. So, wow. it's I can't recommend that one enough. Cool. So, mm-hmm. Oh, one other small tidbit about uh, back on my something good. I got together with a friend last night and played some Keyforge. Oh, wonderful! And I hadn't, we hadn't, I hadn't seen him in, you know, in person for since before the pandemic. So yeah, it's so more, you know, more in person card, you know, cardboard, you know, throwing, and it was a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to doing more of it. And he might be joining us on Wednesday nights to uh, play Ashes and Keyforge. Cool, Sweet. wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful. Huh? All right, explain it to me again. Right. As I understand it, he says this is, like, a new world, right? You what? I thought he said we was playing a game the whole time. No, 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 no. Other people were playing the game. We were... Hold on, hold on. They were? They're not doing it anymore? No, no, no. They're they're still playing the game and we... Well, all right. Perhaps not as much as they used to. And this is, like, a new game, is it? Aye, aye, that's it, exactly. He said it's nothing new for him. He's done it all before. Oh, aye. Oh, aye. So, like, is this place another world or something? You know, I'm not sure what this place is. He said he were off to visit someone when he left. Someone called the Tremere? Oh, aye. Aye. In some place called San Francisco. You what? Sounds foreign. Do you think so? Wait to hear about them flaming birds or something. Oh, don't. If you would like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback, or questions for us, you can contact us at artofwarcast at gmail.com, via Twitter at artofwarcast, or leave a comment in the episode's comment section. Please review us on iTunes. It helps others find us. Thank you for listening. Ah, gentlemen, gentlemen. So good to see all of you here. No, don't get up. This won't take long. I'm here to offer my services. I understand you're very, very interested in blood. And I know all about that.